Welcome to the My Curious Colleague Podcast with your host, me, Denise Veneri. We'll be talking all things consumer relations with a focus on consumer product goods organizations and the brand specialist and analyst roles and responsibilities. So if you like CPGs like I like CPGs, marketing, insights, and caring deeply for your consumers, well, take a listen. Hello, my curious colleagues. This week, my guest is my colleague, Adrian Valpe. Hi, Adrian. Thanks for having me. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy that you're here. So happy that you're here. I just repeated that twice. That's how happy I am. Um, (laughs) But this really is about you and um, kind of what you've done as what I perceive to be a social consumer care pioneer. Oh, yeah. I just sort of came to me today. I'm like, yeah, like you really got into it and went after it. So tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Sure. Um, Currently, I'm a senior marketing manager at Avantive Solutions. Uh, We're headquartered out of Tulsa, um, but I work remotely and we are a global company um, and we specialize in digital transformation. So if you need any type of um, innovative customer experience solution, we probably have it for you. But in the past, I worked for 10 years in the um, customer service space with a client who worked um, in CPG, and we really grew our customer care in the digital channels together. Um, And it was a learning experience. (laughs) So let's tap into some of that, some of that knowledge. And I think for our conversation today, and we chatted about this a little bit, let's kind of assume the situation is that you have either a startup brand or maybe a big co just acquired another brand and they they need to integrate that into the contact center and obviously the social media channels and have this opportunity, you know, to think really deeply from the ground up. Well, how, how do I want this to be? Look, what are the skills? What are, you know, what's the tech stack? What are the channels? Things like that. So let's, if okay with you, let's kind of use that as our, as our scenario here. Yeah. Okay. Let's start with um, hiring um, in terms of best practices. And I'm, gonna, I'm starting there for a reason. And that is that Leslie O'Flahaven from eWrite said to me recently, she goes, you know, since the phone all of the other channels that have come on board largely have been the skill set is the written word, you know, right? Social media, email, li- live chat, SMS. And um, I'm like, oh, wow, yeah. But to me, from someone who is sitting from this vantage point, it's a little bit different that space in terms of writing. So I'm curious about the staffing, the hiring, what are some best practices for for that area are, are you thinking about? Yeah, for sure. I think having the ability to write is important, obviously, but I think some people can learn the writing piece. Honestly, in my past experience, I've had some people who we kind of had to put in the space who maybe struggled with grammar, um, but you, you can teach that. You can get them there if they have, I think, the creativity Um, if they have the personality, um, it's one thing to be able to write, but be able to have your personality come through in the written word, I think is really important in the social space and sometimes really difficult. And then alongside of that, I would say also just like a knowledge of current pop culture. 
Um, you kind of have to be in the know with like memes, emojis, um, and just what's happening in the social space. And it happens really quickly. Um, and you, you have to be able to pick up and know what it is. Um, you don't want to like jump in to a conversation that maybe you shouldn't be in um, or use the wrong emoji. So I think just having like a social and culture knowledge um, is really important. Interesting. You touched on the written, like could be taught. Are you allowed to use tools like the, the Czech grammar? Or yeah, I really want to hire somebody who's got that grammar piece in Czech. I think if you're if you're a large brand, you probably want to have it in check. If you're just okay. starting out, I don't think anyone's going to like be too nitpicky uh, if you're missing a comma. And I I think there are a lot of tools um, nowadays, like Office, um, and a lot of social tool, tools are checking your grammar anyways. Um, so I think as long as you have like the basic knowledge of spelling and sentence structure, um, as long as you can have your personality come through, I think you're, you're probably good. All right. Well, you're you're the expert here. You say personality, and then at the same time, I know that they have to be in brand voice. So, is that still a thing? Uh, yeah. <laughs> How do you sort of? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's gonna vary by brand. So I think some brands might be a little more professional and, um, okay. you know, like stuffy. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. So if someone has like a basic English degree um, or, you know, a professional background that works. Um, and then I think there's some brands who um, are really in, leaning into being kind of edgy and like unhinged sometimes. Um, so if you look at a brand like Duolingo on TikTok, they're not really going to write something professionally. You, you'd have to have someone who has, you know, humor and can really have that come through in a really short sentence. Got it. And they, so they have to be comfortable yeah, with whatever that brand voice is and, and step up. Okay, cool, cool. I know there's like a lot of different types of scenarios I think about as a, as a specialist and a CX person. You know, there's how is my new product being accepted in social media? And, you know, that's that's that. And that's very important. But then there's also this other the side of it, and I know that you have a lot of heart for, and that is ensuring that, you know, our brand reputation stays in, in, stays where it needs to stay, and that we are able to react and respond and have a plan for, you know, any crisis management situation. So talk to me a little bit about thoughts on maybe how you might set up your social care program to make sure you're at the ready for that reputation and, and crisis management piece. Yeah, for sure. I It is something I'm passionate about and I feel sometimes it's like hard, it's hard to explain. Okay. I think it takes experience to know when to stay silent, when to apologize, you know, when to respond on social. But if you plan ahead, and document <laughs> earlier, the better. So I think um, just coming into a plan um, with whoever the stakeholders might be, whoever's working in your social channels of different scenarios that you could anticipate. And if they happen, what are your next steps? Who needs to be notified? 
who's going to write a response? Will you stay silent? Um, you really just have to plan for those different scenarios. And depending on your business, they're going to be, you know, very different. It, it depends if you're in some consumer packaged goods or something else, um, those scenarios will be different. Um, but you kind of can have like an FAQs, I think, or anticipate like, is it an employee issue? Is it a product issue? Um, and plan ahead for those. So that documentation, I know you said it as if it was like a dirty word, but that really <laughs> comes in handy, especially when things are just like cray cray out there. And you're like, what do we scramble? People are, you know, scrambling sometimes to say, what do we do? So you have that documentation with some guidelines. Who might be some of the players? Even if I, I know, like in a startup brand, you may not have a legal department, a, you know, all the different functions, but maybe, you know, they pull in a consultant, but who ideally, no matter the size of the brand, who ideally would be in those, <clears throat> in that, in that gang to help plot the plan out? Legal would be one, right? Yeah. If maybe, you have, maybe? Legal, <laughs> if you have legal, depending, like I said, depends on the scenario. Um, okay. Things, you know, can go viral. That might not be like a 911, but I, you might okay. still have to like notify someone like, hey, we're going viral. Um, if it's kind of a 911, something negative, um, yeah, you might have to get like legal involved. Um, mm -hmm. Whoever managing um, the pages, it might be a community manager, a marketing manager, mm -hmm. um, it might be your customer service team. Mm -hmm. um, so anyone who's like touching the channel pages needs to know um, the plan of action what their immediate steps are, who needs to be notified. And then, you know, uh, I'd say if there's like someone like in your role who's dealing with a brand would be, might need to know, might need to be like a marketing manager, a CEO. If it's a smaller emerging brand, it might be yeah. the owner of the business. Right. Um, so yeah, it will depend on your mm -hmm. brand. But yeah, you really have to think about who's touching the pages, who can help resolve this, who would write a response um, and, and handle the situation. Yeah. And it's funny because I immediately am going to Big Co in my head. So thank you. Thank you for reminding me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no. What were you going to say? I was going to say social doesn't sleep. So I kind of think of it as like who needs, like if it's 2 a.m., like who are you waking <laughs> Who's going to be woken up with the situation? Oh, Yeah. And, and it might not happen at 2 a.m., but it's just like, who, who would get like the wake up call right. if, if something's happening? Yeah. Okay. That I make sure those that. people are identified. And sometimes in the case of an emerging brand, the founder could be, you know, two of the three, four roles that we just talked about. So that's fine too, as long as those pieces are, okay. I, I think I got you. Gotcha. Okay. Tech stack. Even, okay. Let's. I got to stay with my emerging startup or integrated hat on. Take me through some of the uh, tech stack that you may need or need to consider. What's free? What's not? Um, what can you sh What can you share there? Yeah, good question. For an emerging brand, I think it might depend on your budget or like the size of your audience. If you're still small. On social, uh, small budget, you might just want to use like TweetDeck or the native platforms, um, but that can get a little hard to manage because you're having to log in um, and manage them separately. But there's tools like Hootsuite, I think, who 
offer some affordable options. Um, if you're larger, you can look into things like Sprinkler, um, Sprout Social. I think Salesforce has solutions um, and that might depend on any integrations you have to have, right? So where where sure. your consumer information being stored. So if you have a CRM, you might need an integration. Um, so you might have to use one of those other bigger brands who have an integration option for you. Yeah. Um, but you make, you brought up a good point. Like, hey, you don't need to spend a lot of money maybe initially. I myself, who really am not personally active in that space, you know, right? But I'm there helping to monitor. I have, I use TweetDeck. So someone helped me set it up <laughs> a couple of years ago. And it's, it's really nice. And it's like the columns and you can, you know, look at various your brands, maybe a competitor's brands, maybe your mom's page, you know, what have you. And then even going natively, I'm just kind of repeating what you said. There is nothing wrong with, with starting out that way. But let me just drill down, Miss Adrian. What are we doing? Um, are you recommending we monitor? Are we responding? Can you respond, say, in on the native feed as your brand? Right? That's allowed with permissions? Or how does that work? Yep, absolutely. Um, depends what platform form you're on. Some platforms like Instagram or TikTok, you're essentially just like logging in as your brand um, is usually the okay. easiest. Facebook has some different options for Facebook and Instagram um, where you can use like business suite um, and log in as the brand that way. And then every, everything's in one place. But yeah, definitely you want to monitor uh, what's going on your pages and then you can actively respond and message people if needed. Yeah, it's the monitor, it's the responding, messaging, and then also other tools can help, can help, what is that word, like triage them, or if you start yeah. having a little bit bigger of a gang, right, you could. Yeah, if, if you're getting a lot more um, engagement on your social mm -hmm. pages, definitely recommend having some type of platform that you're using just so it's all in one place as the comments yeah. are coming in you can respond in a timely manner some of the tools too you can set up like alerts so if something started going crazy you know you'd get an alert and then you know it depends how much reporting you need native reporting has a lot of options you know facebook meta um offers reporting if you're doing like advertising um, but some of these lar larger tools, um, if you, if you have a lot of pages, a large following, they just offer more in the way of reporting. Okay. Well, I asked a little group uh, called friends of the My Curious Colleague podcast, you know, what they might want to ask a social consumer care expert like yourself. And I, I did get a, a few questions. So one of them came from, I'll use Initial initials N T. I had to think about that. Is how do you evaluate the voice of the consumer? So we'll we'll interpret that as like the insights because you talk monitor, respond, message back, and then the the final piece is like how do you share right the feedback with your founder? So do you have any thoughts on how to do that? Is there some scrappy tech stack to do that or any thoughts there? 
I would just say that kind of goes back to the reporting we were just discussing. So depending on the tool you have, you might be able to pull um, like sentiment reporting. I think really it's just going to be in the hands of the like community manager or the marketing manager um, to relay the message. Sometimes just I know like, you know, we're getting a lot of negative feedback about yeah. this specific topic. That's something we need to look into. Maybe it's product feedback we have to apply um, or maybe we're, you know, you're getting a lot of praise about something. So you want to lean into that more. Um, right. So I think just kind of being aware with, of what's going on on your pages. Um, and if you work at like a contact center or you're doing consumer care, you know, you, there's like monitoring that can be done, checking that your responses are within your voice, that they don't have grammatical errors. Um, so you can kind of report on your own team. Um, but yes, yeah, as far as voice of the consumer, I think it depends on the size of your brand, what tool you're using. Um, but whoever's managing the page should really kind of have a grasp on what the consumers are saying. Interesting. And I would be remiss not to say that, you know, when you look at a topic, if it, if it's like a, a, a crisis management brand reputation, there'd be a lot of chatter in the social channels. I, you know, we have seen, you know, I've seen that, right? Yeah. But then also though, to just take a peek at what's going on on your more legacy channels to get that holistic view. Yeah. I just have to throw that in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, the reason I went back and asked you about the reporting tech stack was I thought at first you can only get analytics on Meta if you advertise with them. But it, what I'm hearing is that even if you don't have advertising with them, you can still get some high-level analytics. Yeah, yeah, they there's some like uh, if you wanted to know like your engagement percentage, so how mm -hmm. how many people are engaging with your content. Um, yeah, they have some they have basic reporting that can help. So okay. does LinkedIn, depending on what platforms you're on, mm -hmm. and how your accounts are set up. But if your accounts are set up properly, you should have some basic reporting. Okay, shout out to setting things up properly from the very <laughs> very beginning. So the other question I got from AL, uh, she was asking, you know, have you seen anyone who's doing anything real creative or problem solving with consumers um, or any trends of people that maybe that you are following now that's, that's perhaps unique in your expertise? Um, I, I like the TSA um, because they're a government agency and you would expect them to kind of have a like boring or professional um, voice um, on social, but they're actually quite punny. That so, <laughs> was punny. P-U-N-Y. Okay. Punny, yeah. <laughs> um, so they make a lot of puns, but their content, while it's like funny and punny, um, it's, it's still educational um, and they'll still answer you know, questions if you have about your TSA travel security needs. Um, so I think they do a great job with their, you know, content that they're publishing as well as responding and engaging with, um, can't call them customers. I, I don't know. Engaging with people on their pages. They're people. <laughs> people. So that's TSA. Yeah. Yeah. So literally the, the TSA. Yes. Um, TSA is that their handle? Okay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what's interesting about that? Like I didn't see that coming. And um is that 
we, we were talking about brand voice and brand personality is it was it's unexpected at least in, from me that you would yeah I think we both yeah. agree it's unexpected that they would be punny given it's such a yeah so that's a nice little twist on things thank you for sharing sharing that and and the only one I wanted to add was that I had read somewhere like the top fifteen social consumer care someone had did a had done a list and um. For CPG companies, King Arthur Flower was listed. So I started following them and they do a really nice job. Of course, their content they push out is gorgeous, right? A lot of food forward and other people post their food. But when someone comments that they had, they struggle with the recipe, their care is just like this expertise wrapped up with a lot of love and handholding. And, you know, it's a brand that you can really do that. You have that opportunity to do that a little bit more deeply. So I started following them. I'll have to check them out. Check them out. Check them out. So we are getting to the end here. And I like to ask all my guests if they have, or if you have a nonprofit organization you'd like to give a shout out to. Sure. I'll give a shout out to realpurpose.org. Um, they are a nonprofit that gives back to um, people and local organizations who just are going through temporary times um, and need some help. I love that. And it's exactly the website as it sounds, realpurpose.org. That is correct. Okay, excellent. Thank you for sharing that. And then, of course, last, last question. Um, do you have any contact info you'd like to share with, with our colleagues to uh, sure. get to uh, keep up with what you're doing or? Yeah. If anyone wants to chat social care uh, or <laughs> anything else, really, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. It's just my name, Adrienne Valpy. Um, and if you're a reader, I'm big on reading. So I, I can give a shout out to my Instagram. <laughs> it's not just fiction or it's not like nonfiction business books. So I read a little bit of everything, um, but I'm read, gram, repeat on Instagram for the avid readers. Say it again. Read. Read dot gram dot repeat. Okay. Great. <laughs> Thank you. When you see this video, folks who are listening to it on podcast, there, it will be a video. You will see this gorgeous book bookcase behind Adrian, and she's got all her books like color color filed is that it yeah color organizing color coordinated yeah <laughs> organizing color it's really gorgeous anyway uh, yeah. now it's all about the aesthetics when you uh work in social <laughs> that's right this is true this is true all right. Well, thank you again for taking time out of your Saturday afternoon to uh, chat with me. I really appreciate it. No, thank you for having me, Denise. It was fun. If you've learned even a kernel of an idea or was inspired by this episode, please consider rating and reviewing the podcast on Apple Podcast. Be sure to share out the hashtag CPGCX because CPGCX really and truly rocks. You have been listening to the My Curious Colleague Podcast with Denise Veneer. Thank you for your time.